Hello again. Welcome back to my channel. I am going to pick up where I left off at the beginning of my lessons where uh, you learned about breathing, trust, and intent. In order for you to fully understand who you are and what you can do, you need to clearly understand your chakras. Now, Many of you are familiar with what your chakras are as a blank template. Some of you may even know the color or understand the Sanskrit symbolism for each one. As you can see, I have chakras all over my office. You can't see those over there right now because of the way I have the camera, but you've seen them before. Anyway, I digress. Understanding the chakra system is very complex and very, very important in order for you to keep your chakras clear and lit up. And at the end of this session of going through the seven main chakras, and yes, there are more because you have chakras in the palms of your hands, the bottoms of your feet, elbows, shoulders, etc. You have many, many chakra points throughout your entire system, but the seven main ones are here. And at the end of these seven lessons, then the eighth lesson will be on activating your Kundalini. But first, you need to do the research or the homework or the lessons. You need to understand each chakra and you need to do the work to clear them. Now there are many beautiful, helpful ways of clearing chakras. Um, YouTube is plentiful of videos of the Sophic sounds, binaural beats, um, chakra clearing meditations, etc. But you need to understand that in order to continue to keep your chakras cleared, unblocked, and unrestricted so that your body can function the way that it is meant to. That also includes diet, breath, thought, control, and intent. Okay? So we will begin with the first chakra, which is the root chakra. And I know everyone wants to start with the crown and work their way down, but we actually start at the bottom and work our way up. And there is a very good reason for that. If your root chakra is blocked, nothing at the top is gonna work and nothing in between is gonna work the way that it should. So we're gonna start with the body of God, the root chakra. And I just want to maybe show you the symbol here is the symbol of the chakra for the root in Sanskrit. I have many notes because this is extensive. So um, I would suggest pen and paper, pause the video, get something to write on so that you can take down notes because this is very vital information to your health system, your soul's system, and your mind 
and its system. All right, so we shall begin. The body of God is the root chakra. There are key words for the root chakra. Circulation, energy flow, support, grounding, transfer, purification, reuse, recycle, regeneration. It is the seat of life, the seat, like you sit upon it, the seat of life, and you do literally sit upon it. The color of the root chakra is a vibrant red, and the tone associated with it is middle C. Middle C. Now, the general lowdown of the root chakra. It is the lowest chakra of your physical body. In your astral and etheric bodies, the root opens roughly where the base of the spine of your physical body is located, the very tip of your tailbone, okay? As with all your chakras, at the astral level of manifestation, when energy exists, excuse me, exits through the portal, it begins to move out into the physical universe in an expanding ball of light and energy. Because your chakra exists at all dimensions, this expansion of energy occurs in all dimensions. As noted, um, I forget which video, I think in the second video I did of these lessons, um, now I've lost my place, just a minute. You can, yeah, in the visualization video, you can visualize the movement of energy as a bright and expanding ball of light issuing from or exiting from your chakra, the end of your tailbone. Um, in the case of the root chakra, you will, you would visualize the energy issuing from the base of your spine and enveloping first your body, then your house, then your neighborhood, etc., in an ever-expanding ball of light and love that is red. That is how you would visualize it. Sit quietly, visualize where your root chakra is, see it light up as a ball, a red ball of light and then visualize it expanding and completely encompassing your whole body and then your whole house and then your whole neighborhood, etc. in a ball of light and love. Now there are primary and secondary resonations. Traditionally, People interested in this sort of thing would associate the root chakra with the colon, the anus, and what medical science inappropriately calls your waste system. There is some truth in the association of the root chakra with your waste system, but there are some important caveats as well. 
The energies of the chakras are never associated with a single organ. The tones and the colors of the chakras and the energies that issue from them are often implicated in several or all bodily functions. So keep that in mind. Chakras have a primary and a secondary resonation. In the physical body, this means that the chakras are closely attuned to some organs. That is a, ch a chakra's primary resonation. And secondarily, implicated in others, other organs. For each chakra we will cover, um, I will list the ones that it res resonates with the most. But that does not mean that it cannot affect them all, okay? Primary resonation for the root chakra is most closely attuned in the 3D realm with all those bodily organs associated with energy circulation. This includes your esophagus, your mouth, your stomach, your colon, your liver, your kidney, lungs, heart, blood, and nasal passages. The secondary resonation of the root energies are implicated in systemic support of the entire physical world. This includes your own body, but also the physical world around you. There's a reason for that. I'll get to it in a minute. The root energies provide base support for all manifestation in the physical universe. The physical universe is the body of God. Okay? It is the body of God. That's what we call the root chakra, the body of God. The universe is the body of God. The world at large around you is the body of God. It is creation. It is the seat of creation. This is where it all begins. If your root chakra is blocked, you can't create, you can't visualize, you can't invent anything that's positive, okay? That's positive. It's always creating. But if it's blocked, it's not creating positively. <coughs> Excuse me. So, now we're going to go into some root control clauses. Recall that there is no sense in which the energies of your chakras are ever completely cut off. There must always be some energy flowing, otherwise you would die. Um, the Anunnaki systems utilize a portion of your energy that is left over after the primary fear blockages restrict your flow to support the system. The energy that you donate to the ruling classes to support the system is managed by the ruling classes through control clauses that shape your intent and therefore the way that your energies are manifested into the world. 
Remember, control clauses are ideological sentences and paragraphs that trick you into providing the support for the system. There are general control clauses and then there are specific control clauses. General control clauses affect all your chakras while specific control clauses are designed to work on a single chakra alone. The specific control clauses for your root chakra consist of all those ideological sentences or paragraphs that limit the function of the root to the waste elimination necessary. This includes the ascription of the words like waste, dirty, or unclean to the organs and the functions that are associated with this root chakra. Whenever you limit the function of the root to waste elimination, as you do when you adopted limited Western medical perspectives on the digestive system, you limit the energies of the root chakra. In an earlier, more Christian generation, considerable effort was expended on convincing you that products of your body, and even your body itself, were vile, disposable, stinky, and dirty. Older readers and viewers will recall the abomination, admonitions, I'm sorry, admonitions of their parents and the feelings of disgust associated with lower root chakra functions, lower root area functions. In an early, no, I'm sorry. I lost my place again. Although we might think that science has advanced our understanding of the root functions, it actually has not. Western medical science has simply refined the negative associations and given them a more scientific flavor. However, um, however pretty up the scientific dialogue is, the association of the root with uncleanliness and waste remains. Science pictures your lower organs as part of a waste system that ejects the poisonous byproducts of your consumption. Why the association of the root energies with uncleanliness, you may ask. Recall that the root provides base support for the physical universe, the body of God. When you adopt any of a combination of these root control clauses, you unwittingly shape the manifestation of reality on this earth in support of the hierarchy, hierarchical Anunnaki system. By degrading the body of God, the Anunnaki are able to engage in all manner of magical trickery. For example, a degraded earthly sphere justifies predatorial warlike behavior. The notion of a degraded physical universe also underpins various attempts to create deep structures in support of Anunnaki hierarchy. We all exist in degraded form. We are all fallen from grace. We are all sinners. 
However, some of us, the strong, the chosen, the few, the proud, may overcome their naturally degraded state. Those who do overcome the degradation are then fit for excerpt control over the world. Control is necessary, of course, <clears throat> but because of the degraded nature of this universe, without control, the parasites in this earth, the humans who consume and defecate, would after, oh, after thinkers like Thomas Malthus, naturally and inevitably overrun this earth. We become cancers upon the earth to them. When you adopt the idea that your body consumes the environment and only produces waste as a byproduct, fecal matter, carbon dioxide, then you adopt the position that you are a parasite. As a par parasite, you do not fit into the natural world order. You sit above it, lord over it, if you have power. Feed off of it, yet contribute nothing back to it. You consume everything, and Gaia, the animals, and everyone else around you must pick up after you. Now, I don't know anybody alive that is okay with doing all the work while somebody else sits around and does nothing. When you think in these ways, you adopt a notion of a degraded universe. When you see yourself as part of a natural hierarchy of parasites, even if these ideal idealizations structures are unconscious, you begin to manifest a natural and social world that allows and even supports hierarchy and control. This root control clause encourages you to create a world where everyone feeds off of everyone else and the strong necessarily dominate over the weak. In the end, by adopting the limited Anunnaki perspectives on the root chakra and its energy, you've created a world where the most powerful parasites survive by feeding off of the least powerful parasites. You also help create an asymmetrical energy flow where extraction of energy and accumulation at the top is justified by notions of strength, domination, and power over this earth and the physical things that are on it. The right function of the root chakra In viewing the root chakra as part of a waste system and viewing yourself as nothing more than a parasitical, parasitical consumer of the natural world is wrong-headed thinking. The proper way to conceptualize your root is as providing the foundation and the support that allows all physical manifestations, manifestations to occur. I don't know why I can't speak. Without the foundational energies of the root manifested in the physical form around you, 
there is no creation. There is no creation. You see, the root chakra is vital to everything, way more than the crown. The root energies function as support for creation in two ways. On the one hand, the root provides for the low octave resonance frequencies that create the standing wave patterns that support basic physical manifestation. On the other hand, the energies of the root help create physical systems in your body, in the world around you, that support energy flow, circulation, and recirculation of the energy. If you consider the organs associated with the root energies, the digestive tract, the toxin control system, the oxygen intake system, then you see the truth of this. In all cases, the root creates and manifests the systems, manifests systems that take energy in, utilize the energy in warm, one form or another, and then release the energy back into the world. The important thing to understand here is that after the energies, the food, the water, the air, etc., are used by your living support system, your living system to support the functions of your physical body, the energies are released not as waste, but in a form that is 100% useful to some other aspect of the physical world. Now, just think about that for a minute. Carbon dioxide is what we exhale, right? We view it as a waste. We need trees because they produce oxygen, which is what we breathe, right? But what do trees breathe? And yes, they breathe. They breathe the carbon dioxide. We are the yin and yang to that transfer of energy. When we exhale, we feed the plants and the trees their oxygen. When they exhale, they feed us ours. It's a symbiotic relationship. Nothing is really a waste, nothing. In truth, there is no energy that is wasted by your body. Energy is used by you, converted into a form useful to others, and then gifted to other aspects of the physical world as part of the natural, interdependent, and divinely magnificent manifestation cycle. It's the cycle of life. For example, the food that you eat, it's converted into nutrient-rich fertilizer for the plants. The oxygen that you breathe converted to carbon dioxide that the trees require for photosynthesis, photosynthesis. There is nothing wasted in the grand energy system that is, that is physical creation. There are no parasites and no unequal exchanges of energy anywhere. There is nothing degraded about this world or the physical systems that are in it. Nothing. 
Such thinking is so unnatural and completely against all divine principles of creation. Everything, everything that we're taught in that goes against God's divine plan, the Creator's divine plan. Oh, that must have been my air freshener that puffed. I didn't know what that was. I was seeing it. thought I had smoke over there. <clears throat> okay. Let me find where I'm at here. Instead of thinking of your body as a waste system and your root as associated with only the lower functions of your body, it is more appropriate to think of your body as an energy circulation factory. And your root chakra as providing the energetic circulatory system necessary to maintain your body and the world around you. It's really the engine, okay? In other words, you're not a parasite. You are a co-creator. And you have created a body. <coughs> yeah, that was my air freshener. It's getting me now. You have created a body that fits into a magnificent, intelligent, and glorious cycle of creation that you recreate, evolve, and manifest every day that you are in physical form. Every single day. Now, let's talk about blocking the energies. Chakra energies are blocked by fear, mainly. Bottom line, fear. The root chakra is blocked primarily by a fear of the physical universe. This includes a fear of God, who you are told has created your existence in order that he might punish you for not making the right choices. A fear of Gaia, who you are told operates as a savage, brutal, uncaring, natural world where only the strong survive. And a fear of your own physical body that you are told by scientists constantly. Let me reread that. That you are told by scientists is constantly at war with you. You are taught that the world is hostile, unloving, demanding, punishing, harsh, and unforgiving. You are taught that you live in a state of disgrace. Science places the fear of physical survival in you, though it's nonsensical views on life in the natural world that it characterizes as a constant struggle for, for survival where the weak die and the strong rule. Since there is always somebody who is stronger than you in some way, adopting this belief, which is indoctrinated into you, at a very early age and through the school system, puts you in a state of perpetual unease that keeps you emotionally, energetically, and consciously at a distance from the natural world. As a result, you never fully connect 
with the physical universe, and you never fully ground with Gaia in order to complete the great creative, creative, energetic circuit your body is a very crucial part of. Grounding is very important, and I have a video on that too. That was one of them that I did early on. Grounding, breath, trust, and intent. Religion places the fear of spiritual survival in you by telling you that you are on this earth as punishment and that all of your negative experiences are crosses that you must carry with a smile on your face because God wants you to. Like the fear of Gaia, the fear of God prevents your consciousness from fully entering into your body. Who wants to enter a prison where you have to undergo harsh treatment after all? <coughs> Excuse me. Religion also blocks your root by teaching, teaching you that life is dirty and naturally satanic and beneath the life of spirit that you're born into sin. You need someone to save you. When you adopt these ideas, you hold back in order to avoid being defiled. Ideas, of course, are insufficient to implant fear in you. And so in addition to these ideas, the Anunnaki also bring to you experiences which confirm the truths that they teach you in school and in church. Children are raped and abused. Teenagers are made to sit in interminable silence. Adults to work their life away in constant struggle for survival that's created by the corporations of this world. We always worry about our job, our income, our retirement. We are kept on a constant treadmill. We're like the hamster in a cage, just barely making ends meet and never really being able to step off and enjoy life in the way that it was truly meant to be enjoyed. In all this, power is held by a few, and these few use that power arbitrarily in order to punish those who do not follow their rules. These experiences that make us afraid of life are, of course, not characteristics of physical life everywhere. The truth that under normal conditions is that the universe is a universe of prosperity and spirit, God, us, creates only wealth and happiness for all souls, unless tricked or forced in some manner. There is no hierarchy. There is no struggle, no waste, and no violence that is needed or necessary in the natural world. This is the body of God, after all, and God shuns hierarchies and struggles and violence and waste. 
The conditions on this earth have existed only because the duality that generates them has become a necessary component of our ascension work. The truth is that the universe is your creation. The body is your vehicle and death is nothing but an illusion. Gaia, Mother Nature, is a gentle and loving mother and you are in complete and total control of your destiny. Life is what you make it, so embrace life and this physical universe and all that it can offer. Now we're going to look at the symptoms of blockage and the dysfunction within the body. In the physical body, the root dysfunction and blockage inevitably manifests as constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, and gastrointestinal disorders. To a lesser extent, root malfunction is associated with heartburn, ulcers, and breathing difficulty, though in the case of these disorders, the solar chakra and the heart chakra are normally involved as well. Root blockage is also manifested as the descent of age. As we grow older, that root chakra becomes more blocked. In the emotional body, the root dysfunction is associated with the inability to connect with others. We fear the physical world and we fear what it will do to us so we remain reserved, aloof, or at an emotional distance from all of those around us. Even our loved ones will steal from us, hurt us, and drop us when our true nature, our weak and sinful nature, is revealed to them. Root dysfunction is associated with a lack of trust, a lack of control, and feelings of being a victim. People with root malfunctions are used, used to having things done for them, or excuse me, to them. They are physically, emotionally, or psychologically raped by the world, their job, their parents, their friends, and they learn in all this to accept these things because of their lowly position in the religious and societal hierarchies. They are, after all, the weak and sinful creatures, right? Defiled, dirty, degraded, disgraced, and without merit or hope of redemption, nothing more than mere parasites in the grand wheel of reciprocal vampirism. Within the etheric body, the root malfunction is associated primarily with a lack of grounding. People are hurt by the physical world and as a result, they unplug themselves 
as much as they can manage to without existing from the body. They completely unplug themselves from the body as much as they possibly can. They become numb. They're aloof, usually overly intellectual, distant, and unconnected. They have their head in the clouds. They're focused on the next world. They're not ever fully present in the body. They are not grounded. The astral body's dysfunction and blockage is experienced as a diminishing, diminishing of your energy flow. Recall that our astral body is a higher dimensional light body. Although it is connected to your physical body, it retains its own independent existence from it. You can visualize your astral body as an aura of light that surrounds your physical body, but that may detach from it, from it during periods of sleep. Or for those who know how to astral project in meditation, it happens then. As with all of your chakras, dysfunction and restriction of this chakra is manifested as a minimization of light. In a normal astral body, the chakra blazes a bright, beautiful, intense red color with energy streaming from the chakra and engulfing wider and wider swaths of interdimensionally interdimensional reality. In a damaged body with restricted or corrupted flow, the chakra will appear dim, sputtering, and sparking and oscillates in color from a dingy gray black to a dirty red. <clears throat> the easiest and most efficient way to unblock any of your chakras is to focus on your astral body and let the changes that you manifest in those bodies percolate down into the physical form, the physical body. Do the standard visualization first, and when you are comfortable that your energies are flowing, move on to the advanced visualization. So the standard visualization of it would be, if you were to feel your root energies are diminished, or if you see the sputtering dim energies of a damaged system, you can encourage a healthy flow simply by visualizing a healthy flow. Visualize the energies turning from sickly red to a bright and vibrant red color. Visualize the sputtering and gasping of the weak energy flow suddenly being replaced by a gusher of brilliant red energy. See how it penetrates the cells of your body and the molecules of the world all around you. Visualize those energies of your root embracing your body your home and the world around you. Extend your influence to the world. You are not a parasite. You are not a consumer. You are a co-creator and your energy is vital to the, to the generation and regeneration of all life, including yours. Practice this visualization whenever you remember to, 
and for however long you think it feels necessary. When you are comfortable that your chakra is transmitting a healthy flow of energy, then I want you to move on to the advanced visualization to encourage continued growth and grounding. In the advanced visualization, you need to find a quiet place to sit or lie down comfortably. Begin by visualizing a swirling tornado of sparkling multicolored energy enveloping your body and spinning powerfully around you. Do you see it? Pause and focus until the image is crystal clear in your mind. The tornado is powerful, sparkling, swirling masses of color and light all around you. Notice how the tornado extends above your head in an expanding cone of influence. The cone gives up and becomes wider and wider until it appears to embrace the entire sky, nay, the entire heavens. Notice how the tornado also extends to the base of your spine. Now function, oh excuse me, focus your attention at the base. Does your energy tornado touch the earth? Does it ground you? If it does not, visualize it gently touching down. See the small tip of the base slowly descending from your spine down to the floor and into Gaia. As the base of the tornado descends into the earth, also visualize Gaia's own energies reaching up to welcome the energy that you are about to connect with her. As your energies reach down and Gaia's reaches up, visualize the tornado touching down into the earth below you. At first you are cautious and the touch will be gentle and infrequent and that is fine. Go at your own pace. However, Notice that each time the base of your energy tornado touches the earth, energy spreads out into Gaia in a lightning flash. Although your touch is gentle, the transfer of energy is not. It is so powerful. As you touch, there is a flash of creative brilliance and life gushes forth from your cooperative exchange with our mother. Notice how Gaia uses your energy in combination with her own energy to create new life on this planet. With each contact, more energy is transferred and more life issues force. Do not fear. Gaia is capable of handling the energy transfer and she re receives the energy that passes through your bodily circuit as a gift to help her manage the life on this earth. With the energy you transmute through physical body, she supports the animals, the plants, the bugs, and even you. Without you, Gaia would not be able to support complex patterns of life on this planet.
Without you, you would not be able to support your own life on this planet. Without Gaia, sorry. Without Gaia, you would not be able to support your own life on this planet. Don't you see? Your relationship with the natural world and with the physical universe around you is all symbiotic. Mutually beneficial, completely respectful, intricately integrated, and divinely balanced. All life is interconnected. Notice also how your energy is not depleted with this transfer. In fact, the more energy you transfer, the more your tornado touches down, and the more confident you become, the stronger you appear, and the more energy you can handle. As you continue to practice this meditation, your multidimensional physical body continues to grow in power and strength. Your energy tornado expands as you practice and learn to hold and transfer ever-increasing amounts of the energy of creation into this world. Do not fear. You have been doing this for thousands of years, and there is no danger that you will lose control. Remember, you are a co-creator. You are a spark of the one. The power and the wisdom of all of creation is yours if you claim it.